Well, thank you so much for the kind introduction. I am super excited to be hosting this panel today together with the, you guys from InsureTech Connect, the era of digital distribution emerging markets. I am super excited to be joined by Nicolas Fakay, the founder and CEO of Rujai.com, Yanming Li, the co-founder and CEO of Policy Street, and Nicolo Roba, the co-founder and COO of LifePal. How are you guys doing? Pretty good, thank you. We're doing great, thank you. Thanks so much for joining us today. Let's jump right in. Online distribution is not really a new topic and it always raises the question if insurance can be bought and not only be sold, right? And I think this question is especially relevant in emerging markets. Um, you guys are coming from uh, Thailand, Malaysia, Indonesia, all countries with still fairly low penetration, especially if you're looking at Indonesia and often a low financial literacy. So now here really is the questions, can digital distribution be successful? Maybe you can all tell me a little bit about the opportunities you see in your markets and the challenges you are facing when it comes to digital distribution. Nicolas, maybe we start with you. Yes, yeah, so of course, we strongly believe that digital distribution and online distribution can succeed in the emerging markets. Ujjayi launched about five years ago now, and we have 90,000 vehicles insured by the company, which has been bought online and that represents about 1% of the car market in Thailand. So we strongly believe it works. So now coming to the point of can it be sold, is it the fact that we focus on car insurance, which is a more commodity product, which is more a sense of compulsory product for the customer, make it much easier, I would say, to distribute online. It's probably more challenging for people who are trying to go with a life product or health product, which are a bit more sophisticated, not always as well understood by, by the consumer, and that bringing the digitalization in that process might be harder. But we still strongly believe it's possible, and as such, we are also looking into entering those line of business to consolidate our, our car offering and try to, try to start to sell products uh, uh, which are not you know, full product as car insurance. Okay, thank you. How is it looking in Malaysia where you are operating with Policy Street? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, if you look at it, at the onset of emerging markets, education and awareness of uh, digital, especially for insurance, is very low. But having said that, we do see, you know, a high take-up of customers going online to purchase other products, non-insurance. That means, for example, you know, you look at the e-commerce uh, like Shopee, like Zada, they're they are actually prevalent uh, in emerging markets in Malaysia. And uh, I think, uh, you know, if you look at how the shift of uh, technology coming into uh, emerging markets, like how if you look at more developed markets in US or even in Australia or even in Hong Kong, where insurance today uh, is bought and not sold, I truly believe that that will happen uh, in the near future with the right education, with the right awareness and the right change in culture mindset. I think that's something that we see coming and we are actually very, very, uh, you know, happy to be supporting that initiative, that education, that awareness level in Malaysia to get more Malaysians on board towards buying the right amount of protection for their, for their needs. 
Okay, interesting. Uh, you mentioned e-commerce and Nicolo, you are actually coming from e-commerce. You helped to build uh, Lazada in Southeast Asia, one of the e-commerce giant now co-founder and CEO of LifePal in Indonesia. Now the question, why insurance after e-commerce and why Indonesia? Yeah, so Indonesia is actually a much less mature market than if compared to uh, Malaysia and I guess also Thailand. Just to give an example, uh, when uh, Nicholas was talking about uh, car insurance being a commodity in Indonesia, uh, car insurance is not even mandatory. So the market uh, is definitely different. The penetration is also as a consequence lower, but we see it more of a bigger opportunity for us to, to grow. And of course, the 250 million population in Indonesia with a 70 to 80% penetration in uh, uh, mobile and internet is actually the window to have even bigger potential. So we are really want to tap into this market, but you need the right solutions. And uh, what I found out uh, together with my co-founders who also come from Lazada and other e-commerce uh, Uh, experiences before uh, when we wanted to launch an insurance uh, startup uh, was that actually the the gap on and the main reason why insurance didn't really pick up uh, in Indonesia just yet was uh, the reason was there was no distribution online that was uh, really optimized in the way we optimized distribution for uh, retail products when we were doing it for Lazada. So we really believe that by building the supply chain for insurance in Indonesia, we will eventually facilitate an increase in penetration through online distribution. Okay, very interesting. A question I have is, how does your sales cycle look like? Is it really just purely online or do you also have um, heavily supported by call centers and um, you know the, the human touch? I mean, maybe start with you. Sure. Yeah, I think uh, you know we have undergone. Uh, we've been around for about four years, and I think we've learned from experience that uh, insurance is difficult to be sold completely online. So we don't have. We do have a straight through process, but at the back of it, uh, we still do call customers. I think uh, we have got a very very solid customer experience team that fetches through every single lead that comes in on our website, and we believe that you know that uh, hybrid model between an online to an offline approach. Is still required, especially in emerging markets like Malaysia. We do hope to remove the reliance on that uh, in the near future. But currently, at this current moment, I still think that you know that reliance is still very heavy, and people need to be convinced to actually buy uh, you know an insurance policy online. So they wouldn't just go there and just say, "I would I want to buy a policy," unless it's mandatory. What Nicholas would say in Thailand, uh, where where car insurance or even motor insurance is mandatory. Same goes in Malaysia. We've also got motor insurance, which is mandatory. So I think people wouldn't mind parting their money to buy something that's mandatory. But if it's not mandatory, then I think uh, the uh, interjection of, of having a customer experience team is very crucial. Yeah. Nicholas, I know you are also operating quite a big call center. Is this a big part of the Rujai business model? Yes, but uh, it's, I would say it's a different type of call center than the traditional uh, historical process of selling insurance. It's a pure inbound. So all our customers are coming through the portal and the online journey. So they will go on the site, do their quote, customize, and then and only then will potentially request for a callback. So 
we will then follow up if they request, but we'll never do an outbound telemarketing campaign called calling database or that type of thing. So we really focus on a real, it's a shop online by offline uh, model, I would say. And still, we're getting a fairly decent number of pure online transactions, but it's still in the majority uh, shop online by offline model, but it is not an outbound call center model. Okay. Understand. Nico, how does it look like in Indonesia? And additional question, what else are you doing to raise awareness? Because I think Indonesia among the three here is really the market with the lowest financial literacy and an insurance awareness. And also just the fact that motor insurance is not mandatory probably also adds up to a lower insurance penetration and awareness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in terms of the sales process, uh, we exactly do what also Nicolas and Yanming do in their own country. So we facilitated this, the, the buying process with our own telesales officers, but we prefer to call them financial advisors because they are the ones that actually their main KPI or responsibility is to really choose the right product for our customers who register online the same way uh, Nicolas explained. When it comes to facilitate also the part of education of the market, we actually bet all our energies and focus in content marketing. So we really focus on building a strong blog, which is not just a blog, but is actually a media platform that provides a lot of content to educate people in Indonesia, mostly through their mobile phone, on what is insurance, why it is important, but also how to save money, how to invest better, how to secure your investments, etc., etc. So all the, we talk about all these topics. We bring more than 3 million visitors per month to our blog. And uh, we also have more than 1.5 million followers between social media, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. So uh, we continue to feed all these people with content. And we know that at some point they will come to that's the beauty of virtual events is content marketing also something that is relevant for you definitely i think uh, you know we are also building our own content in terms of driving traffic but beyond that i think uh, what we do best is leveraging on partners so what we have done now is actually to go uh, with corporate partners with individual par channel partners because i think in order for us to get that reach we tend to leverage on the other partners' reach. So that's where today we are working with numerous uh, industry partners. So for example, like uh, car dealers, we work with car dealers, we work with uh, you know, grocery partners to enable them to actually sell insurance online. But having said that, there's still that touch, that offline touch, where any touch points of the partners, they will then convince the customer to actually buy through a portal that we will then provide for our partners. Okay. Can you give an example of the partners you are working with? Yeah. So we've got a partner that does car dealership. So they're actually quite pretty big in Southeast Asia. I wouldn't name the name, but we've embedded into their own system where we don't use our brand, but instead we give them a white label uh, where we have connect our own API to their back end so that this particular provider is able to actually sell insurance to their customers but using our backend. So basically, they are pretty much lending somewhat our license to enable them to actually sell a policy and eventually a policy. Yeah. Now, that's fascinating and also adds to today's topic of ecosystems. 
Nicholas, you are probably one of the or the one with the longest experience in selling online before starting uh, Rujai, you have been with Direct Asia. How do you think has the market changed over the past years and what impact had COVID on digital distribution? I think the early days of online distribution in Asia was, was Singapore and Hong Kong. It was the easy, the low-hanging fruit, easy to get because it's, you know, it's a Western world almost. And of course, it's much more challenging, but much more exciting to look at the bigger countries such as Indonesia, Thailand, Vietnam, Philippines, and Malaysia to, to a lower extent because it's smaller and already developed. But so we did say that the, the online distribution went very strongly in Singapore and Hong Kong by mid 2015, we already have three, four, five percent market share as for online distribution. Now, of course, Indonesia, Thailand is probably lagging behind in terms of the overall penetration, but we do see a certain acceleration. We just finished a customer survey that we do every year to look at the what customer declares being their first channel of choice to buy insurance. And we see a massive jump this year where customers declare 23% of the time, uh, 23% of them will use online as the favorite channel for purchasing uh, insurance. So, and that's been almost doubling compared to last year. And we clear, can clearly see that it is linked to COVID that's really helped the process of buying online because you're stuck at home and this is the only way to purchase. So we do see that acceleration coming through and looking very positively to, to the next few years, hopefully. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm by no means an, an expert in, in digital distribution as you are, but just thinking of my own behavior, right? I also prefer to buy, especially commodity products like car insurance, property insurance, where I understand the product. I prefer to buy this online because I know what I want. I understand the product. And I think that is really the challenge maybe in the emerging markets. But on the other hand, we had a lot of great success stories. Um, one of the fellow speakers here at ICT, Yashish Dahia from Policy Bazaar in India, they have been in this business for over 10 years now, um, had quite a successful journey. And actually, we talked to him at the Asia InsureTech podcast when COVID started, and he predicted that uh, online distribution is taking off. And he even had the vision that it will be possible to achieve a 25% market share for online distribution. So that sounds quite promising. Um, Nicolo, what was your impression on the impact on COVID in, in Indonesia and how do you see the future moving forward? Yeah, so, well, for in our specific case, uh, COVID didn't, it didn't have any negative impact at all. Actually, we were able to grow more than 10 times this, the past year alone. So it definitely had uh, a positive impact. But in the biggest uh, ecosystem uh, or scenario, Actually, COVID is having an impact on traditional insurers because their main distribution channel, when it comes especially to health and life insurance, is an offline agent. And the offline agent, of course, cannot meet in public places any, any longer like it used to do. On the other hand, if you look at the auto market, the main distribution channel was uh, the lending, uh, the auto leasing. So companies that would give uh, lending for, would lend money to buy cars would also have mandatory insurance attached to it. And the lending market for car in Indonesia has also had a decrease. So this 
factors are impacting insurances, I would say, traditional insurers negatively. But hopefully that gives us as online distributors an opportunity to take over a bigger, biggest, bigger portion of the market. Okay, interesting. Yanming, what about Malaysia? What was your experience with COVID and how do you see the future in Malaysia for digital distribution? Sure, it's a bit uh, bittersweet because obviously Malaysia is undergoing another round of uh, movement control order at the current moment. I think the cases are spiraling a little bit. But echoing what uh, Nicola was saying, I think uh, it's definitely an opportunity for COVID, uh, especially for online distribution players like ourselves. But having said that, we do have an offline distribution as well, because obviously we registered with the Central Bank of Malaysia and we are a financial advisor that's registered with the bank. So that part of the business, the offline business is definitely impacted on our end, but we do see a lot more people now going online, searching for insurance policies. And that's where we've ramped up a little bit more in terms of our hybrid model, where we do assist customers on an online to offline basis to ensure that they get the right policies. So that's uh, you know, a rough kind of indication. And I think uh, you know, it definitely has a lot more opportunity in this space with the current lockdown. Okay, thank you guys so much. I think we are already at the end of our session for today. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, Nicolas Fake, the founder and CEO of Rujai.com. Yanming Li, the co-founder and CEO of Policy Street. And uh, Nicolo Roba, the co-founder and CEO of LifePal. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you, Teresa. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>